Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 719-719. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got a strong message to you from First John. It might even go into Second John. I never know. And uh, also we have some music and uh, letters. So... Um, Right now, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, control this service. Let everything that's said on the program be edifying to the listeners, to the saved and the unsaved, to those of the kingdom of heaven and those of this world. Lord, that um, so let everything that is said be directly from the throne of God. And uh, so in doing, Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. To you, Father God, be all the glory and praise and honor in the name of Jesus, that souls might be saved out of the world, and that the church that is sitting with you in heavenly places is given more encouragement and that they are strengthened in Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, here I am with the Prague Symphony Orchestra. It's the Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra and the Live Choir to sing for you, to God be the glory. It's my tribute to God, to God be the glory. Father God, Praise your holy name, Father God. I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people so that they could be led to glory and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise to you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved yet you give to prove your love for me the voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude all that I am forever hope I owe it all to Thee. God be the glory. Praise you, Father God. Praise you, Father God. To God be the glory. God, 
sing over about a 74-piece uh, orchestra and then a, a big choir, uh, around 120 voice. It's uh, a person my age, seven, almost 74 in September. Uh, it's a, kind of a feat. But praise the Lord, sounds pretty good to me. How about you? <laughs> All right, now I was talking about uh, the, the things uh, that the Bible tells us regarding... Uh, the curses that will come upon people that are unfair to other people. Like we, um, on the word of a bunch of liars, sent our troops, many of them have been killed now, over 4,000 of them, I understand, by the media, but you can't really believe anything that they say because they're the voice of Satan. 
And we know that the Bible tells us that Satan is a deceiver. So some of the, the let's listen to this and see if some of this is happening to the people in the United States of America. Okay, this uh, is, um, Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. You know, all these uh, young men and women over in, in Iraq, and uh, they, uh, you know, I hear people on the radio and on TV saying they're longing for them. They want to come home. They want them to come home. And there shall be no might in thine hand. Because uh, this is no longer the U.S. Constitution where it's of the people, by the people, for the people. But it's a dictatorship, which they call democracy, and that is of the devil. Because a democracy says that uh, some things of yours is uh, your own uh, body. Women say, it's on my body, and I can do anything I want with it. I can murder my little sons or daughters that uh, are in my womb. And um, now, of course, you have to strap yourself into your own bodies into a car. I was in an automobile wreck when I was just around uh, 12 and a half years old and uh, in Lovell, Wyoming. It was a big deal in the newspapers. Uh, the car, the automobile was flattened. It was just like a chassis sitting there. And we, uh, this driver of the car and myself, we were thrown out of the car completely free. If we would have been strapped in with seat belts, then we would have been dead back there at 12 and a half years old. And uh, now, so it's our own body, but now we have to strap ourselves in. The government says we have to strap ourselves. And they say, well, at least 50% of the people that are in wrecks, in automobiles, that uh, they were dead. Well, the other... Uh, other 50% lived. So, well, what are we going to choose? The ones that lived to live by or the ones that died? I know for sure, and it could be checked up by the media and the government into the newspapers. You can see it says a miracle right up above it. And it's the car that we were in. The uh, oranges in the back seat, we had a bag of oranges and we had a carton of Regent cigarettes. The Regent cigarettes were Bull Durham. It was like loose tobacco. And the um, oranges were smashed to pieces. They were juiced completely. And so, you know, you uh, well, it's for our own benefit. Nothing that I know of that the government does is for our benefit. They sold us down the tubes. We don't have freedom anymore. Now, the Pope says to hell with the U.S. Constitution. That means to hell with freedom. The uh, hell with the freedom of speech. The hell with the freedom of religion. Everyone that's not a Catholic is a cult. Uh, this is, uh, it's uh, evil. Now, the fruit, it says, verse 33, the fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed all way. 
Well, are you oppressed and crushed out there? You can't pay the payments on your houses. And whatever God says is true. And you are a liar, but God is the truth. Let every man be a liar, the Bible says, but let God be the truth. This has happened. You don't go in and bomb a bunch of ch people and their children, their grandmothers and grandfathers, for no reason at all, based on this lie that they had weapons of mass destruction. So that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees. Oh, my goodness. And in the uh, legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou, sh thou shalt set over thee. In other words, you're setting these kings over yourself. That isn't the Lord. The Lord doesn't like them. Uh, unto a nation which neither thou know uh, nor thy fathers have known. And there shall thou serve other gods, wood and stone. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword. This used to be the strongest nation in the world, among all nations, and now we're nothing. Whether the Lord shall uh, lead thee. And he's leading uh, you now because of you. Patriotism. Yes, let's go and bomb them some more. Let's come home. Let's get our children home here. And let's bomb and kill all those. Do you think that God is going to bless you? You're crazy. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field and shalt gather but little. In, for the locust shall consume it. And it goes on and on. Thou shalt uh, plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all the coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil for thine olive shall cast his fruit thou shalt beget sons and daughters but thou shalt not enjoy them for they shall go into captivity don't you people realize that you're already in captivity uh, you know, only the wicked, people that believe that they can murder their little uh, sons and daughters. And now they're saying, what's with their th girls? There's a girl that believed that they all want 16-year-old girls that they want to get pregnant. Well, because there's a law that says that they can't be married. And when they reach puberty, they want to have sex. But the homosexual pope and the child molesting pope says, uh -uh. No, uh, no, you can't be married at 16, and you're not going to have children, because if you get pregnant, we're going to send you to the abortion part. Uh, first of all, you're going to hell for fornication, 
and two, you're going to hell. Just to put the um, hit the nail on the head, you're going to hell for murder. And so, and what we just wonder, we're going to have a conference to find out what's wrong with those girls. They want to have sex just like you do, like with little boys, you uh, homosexuals out there, you child molesters. Don't you realize they want to have sex? But they want to have it with, uh, you know, the opposite sex, the way that the Lord intended it to be. But they want to be married, but this government, the satanic government, will not allow them to do so. And they call them children, but they're showing you that they're not children. They're having children. They reach puberty and they're able to have children now. You sick, degenerated people don't believe God. Well, anyway, we're in chapter 2 of First John. And we're in uh, verse 26. These things have I written unto you uh, concerning them that seduce you. Uh, the devil is seducing you through this uh, one world, antichrist, homosexual, child molesting government that is headed uh, uh, by Satan in Rome himself. The Pope is the actual incarnation of the devil. And this is why you see that murder is acceptable. Uh, and uh, they're handing out condoms in school. And they say, well, as long as it's young children with young children, uh, that it's all right for them to have sex. <laughs> it's not all right for my children to have sex. My boy is, uh, is almost 17 in July, and he hasn't had any sex and doesn't want to until he's married. Uh, because the Bible says that he'd go to hell. And uh, he really doesn't want to be married yet. He hasn't found uh, a decent uh, partner for life, or one that he would could admire throughout life. And so he's um, pretty choicey. So um, these things, the Apostle John says, have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. The Bible says in the last days there would be seducing spirits that would be forbidding to marry. And he says these are uh, doctrines of devils. Devils. And you're believing them. The whole world has been deceived. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. We know the truth, and the world is still scratching their heads. Why are these girls uh, having a pact to all be pregnant? Because it's just the natural thing. God put that in uh, young women to want to be married uh, when they're, they reach puberty, whether age 13 or what. Uh, but the world which is satanic. The Lord says everything in the world is satanic. It's all lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So um, you have received of him, uh, you brothers and sisters, the anointing which you have received of him lives in you. And you need not that any man in the world teach you anything 
Now, the Bible says that we, when we uh, get into the spiritual realm, you do need preachers, teachers, evangelists, uh, prophets. You need, uh, but you need not any man in the world teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things. So the word of God is spirit in his life, and it teaches you that you definitely do need teachers, preachers, evangelists, prophets, and helpers to uh, help you learn the word of God. And is truth, and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. As you're taught to see, it says that even as it has taught you. So the verse above says that no man can teach you. Yeah, we don't want to learn any worldly things. We already knew that. But now it says that um, the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth. And is, uh, it says um, teaches you. So above it says that no man needs to teach you, but... Th- the same anointing teaches you of all things. And you have to be taught. And is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, so there again it says you have to be taught, um, you ye shall abide in him or live in Christ, the word. And now, little children, Abide in him, live in Christ, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence. I mean, you don't want to be saying, oh, God, let the rocks and the mountains fall on me uh, because you don't have any confidence. You know that you're a sinner and you know that no sin can enter the kingdom of heaven. And so the Lord says, Put on my word, live in me, little children, abide in Jesus, that when he shall appear, you're not going to be screaming your head off, that we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And back then they said he was coming very soon, and that's 2,000 years ago, so you know that it's later. We have to assume that we're going to go out to meet the Lord any minute because we could. Our hearts are fragile. Our bodies are fragile. I've heard of people just uh, bumping into something and their the spirit just leaves them. A man was riding down a racetrack uh, the other day and um, it just blew up. He was one of the top drivers and it blew up and killed him. It's on the news right now. Uh, okay, so 29. If you And you don't know. Nobody knows when they're going to go out to meet God. So you really need to study the Word so that you can shapen yourself up by the Word uh, so that you won't be ashamed when He comes back because every eye is going to see Him. And uh, the wicked are going to pray for the rocks and mountains to fall on them to uh, and pray that uh, that they'll land on him to hide him from the wrath of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, if you know that God is right, you know that everyone that doeth, 
our righteousness is born of him. Now that was uh, chapter 2. Okay, now this is uh, chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You know, this is the creator of the world, and he's calling us the sons of God. That's right. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Okay, so the world and the world government, they don't know us, and yet they have this facade or this dummy uh, cult that calls itself the church. And anyone that doesn't belong to this worldly type of cult, they say is a cult, when in reality they're the biggest cult. When you compare them with the word of God, they're the biggest and most dangerous cult in the world. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I've already seen Jesus. May God strike me dead and send my soul to hell. I've seen Jesus with my eyes wide open when I was wide awake. Couldn't sleep one night, and I was just sitting on the bed. It is this very dark room. I couldn't see anything. And there, and all of a sudden, this vapory stick came right in with a sizz into the room, and the bedroom, and Susie was sleeping. And this um, vapory-type stick turned into a mirror, and it went with a sizz also. And it had a gold frame on it, and it was lit up even more than a Christmas tree. And in the mirror was Jesus sitting on a purple, it looked like velour uh, chair. And I thought he was taking me. And I'm telling you, once you see glory, uh, you're not afraid to be there. There's just no, uh, no way that you, I would, I was so disappointed when he wasn't taking me. He says, not now. And he was warning me that I'm not reading the Bible enough or paying enough attention to the Bible. So, um, because it was like a radio going off and on when he was talking to me, and I couldn't, none of his words were clear. So when you read the Bible, then the word of God becomes clear to you, and you know it's real, because you see all the things that the Lord said would happen to people if they didn't listen to him, you see them happening. But we know that when he shall appear... Because we have him in us, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And I already know what that's like. You're saved, you will not be afraid. Or you will not be under conviction. If you, That is, if you've kept all the commandments. And every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Well, how do you purify yourself? You purify yourself by uh, seeking God through his word. 
Now, Jesus is actually the word of God. It says it in the New Testament, and it states so in the um, Old Testament as well. The Father came to this earth as a man. So Jesus is also the Father. And uh, all the people saw him back then. So uh, they say, no man can see God and live. No, you have to die out. You have to be born again of the Spirit and die out to your own opinions and your own thoughts. This evil one world government wants you to have your own opinions. As a matter of fact, the um, media calls, says all the time, call us and give us your opinion as to if you think this is right or wrong, because they don't know. But we do. We that know the word of God, we know that they're wrong. And there isn't anything that they're saying that is right. And so it's just ridiculous to listen to what they say unless you know the word of God so you can uh, mock them and scoff at them. And every man that has his this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure, even as Christ is pure. You purify yourself by reading the word. That's what the Lord came down and revealed that to me when uh, I saw him face to face. And he was looking right at me and told me, not now. Because I said, Lord, I thought he was taking me. It looked so beautiful there. And he looked so loving and kind to me that he knew all about me, but he still loved me. And I wasn't really that right with the Lord at that time. I was still in the growth stages. I was a young Christian. Verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. For sin actually is the transgression of the law. So if you break one law, you've broken them all. You don't have to commit every sin to go to hell. All you have to do is break one. If you have a sin on your soul, you can't get into heaven. The only other place that you're going to go is to hell and the lake of fire. Verse 5. And do you know that he was manifested uh, in this world to take away our sins? And in him is no sin. Verse 6. There's no sin in the Lord. He became sin for us. He allowed all of our sins to be on him so that well, we don't have a sin on our soul anymore. Because he enters into us, the sinless one, and gives us the power to not sin any longer. So whosoever lives in him will not sin, sins not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Uh, like some people, you know, they say, Lord... I love you, and I'm going to serve you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength until the end of my life. And then they start lying, and then they start not paying attention to the word. They stop distributing literature. They stop preaching the gospel. Everything is nonchalant and dead in the uh, service, in the evening service, and in the afternoon service uh, services. Uh, and so they're liars. They'll say, I'm not a liar. And you'll say, you are a liar. I'm not a liar. You are a liar. You're dead. You don't even have any personality. Whosoever abides in him, 
in Christ, lives in Christ, will not sin. Sinneth not. But whosoever sinneth, whoever, whoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. So you have to be married to him. You have to be in him and he has to be in you in order for you to be able to go to heaven. Verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Well, but little children, let no man deceive you. Well, do you think it's righteous to murder your little babies? Absolutely no. But you're doing it. So he that does these things, uh, they, they do righteousness, and they don't murder their little children, are even as he is righteous. And then all the other things they do is they lie, they cheat one another. Uh, they're not of the Lord. Verse 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil. Now, you want to interpret that for me? That's just straight talk from the Lord. A person that uh, commits sin is uh, not of the Lord. Is He is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. There's, he can't do anything but sin. He can't do anything but lie. He can't tell the truth. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested came into the world, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, uh, for sure he uh, destroyed the devil in me. I didn't believe there was a God or Jesus. I had no idea that I'd ever be preaching the gospel. That's the last thing that I've ever thought, or that I'd be reading the Bible and uh, doing the things that I'm doing today. But to God be the glory. Hallelujah. I am doing these things. I'm the head of a worldwide Christian work of God. And uh, we're winning hundreds of millions of souls to the Lord. And what's more, millions, hundreds of millions of people are listening to me. That uh, and through through the preaching of the gospel, God has destroyed the works of the devil in many people. So God was manifested. He came into the world so that um, he might destroy the works of the devil. Because the works of the devil can be destroyed. And how? With the word of God. The word of God is the strongest tool to fight Satan with that there ever was or ever will be. Uh, we resist the devil with the word of God. And we resist him, and when we resist him, he shall flee from you. He flees from me. It's the promise of God. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. So I was just, uh, this person was arguing with me, and he says, I'm not a liar. Well, I said, you certainly, do you pray always? And he says, I pray some. I says, well, you're, that's a lie, uh, because the Lord said that we have to pray without ceasing. We have to pray always. And Paul said, without ceasing. 
And I, I asked my son right in front of me, I says, does the Lord say to pray some? My boy, Sion, said, no. I said, what does it say, Sion? He says, it says to pray always, pray without ceasing. Because there was a young man that was uh, uh, left the church. We don't know. His wife just had a couple of children. He was a Muslim and he got saved. And some of the people think that maybe some Muslim uh, killed him or something because he um, became a Christian. We don't know. He just disappeared. And so I did. I said, did you pray for him? And he says, some. Some. Don't you care about your brother? That's why I'm saying you're a liar. You promised the Lord that you're going to keep his commandments. And one of them is to pray without ceasing. And pray always. And then to distribute literature. You don't do that anymore. You And Sanford, you don't. And so you know what the promise was that the Lord gave you from me? He told me to tell you. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. In other words, he says, I'm a Christian. But he doesn't pray always. He doesn't care about his brother. So he doesn't care some. <laughs> Whosoever doesn't love his brother is uh, still in darkness. So whosoever is born of God, is born again Christian, does not commit sin. For his seed remain, you know, remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. He's a born of God Christian. Well, if he was of the Lord, he wouldn't say, I pray some. Well, I don't know, um, I don't read it as much as I ought to. He doesn't know the word of God at all. And nothing sticks in him. And so the Lord is going to take him out. He told me so. Verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, they're manifested also. Because the people that sin are of the devil. Can you get that? They cannot sin because they're born of God, but if they're not born of God, they are sinning. Amen? And sinning is lying to the Lord. You said you're going to love him and keep all of his commandments. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you don't, you know, well, you know, I pray Psalm. <laughs> Most of the people are falling away from the Lord. There's a great falling away, and then he's just one of them. In this, the children of God are manifested in the children of the devil. Whoso doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Well, you love your brother if you just prayed some for him? No, right? Man, I hired attorneys. I've hired, uh, I've gotten uh, uh, people to check. We put in a report on him, missing persons report. I talked to his probation officer because he was in prison. He was look the probation officer was looking for him, so I uh, said he's not here. He disappeared just the other night. 
He says, uh, because his wife had uh, uh, twins. He says, his wife? I didn't even know he was married. He said he loved his wife very much and that he loved those two children. And then Sanford says, neither he that loveth not his brother, whosoever does not righteousness. The right thing to do is if your brother is falling away, to pray for him. Anybody that's threatening the work of God is not of the brethren. There's a man that his wife is in the church and he wants to come to and uh, and uh, be here. And I, he says, uh, if you don't, I'm going to call the police. And I says, well, you go right ahead. Now he says, oh, I repent. I'm going to, uh, you know, just let me come into your church. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, and no one that threatens this work is going to come move into the church. That's a great big no-no, okay? So, uh, so whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. If you're not of God, you can't stay here. You can't even come in here, for sh- uh, that's for sure. Neither he that loveth not his brother. So, um, Sanford, you're in trouble. Big trouble. And I made it clear to you last night what the Lord told me about you. Verse 11, for this is the uh, message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. What does loving one another mean? That means that if the sheep is left and they were just really, this man was always talking about the Lord and praising and thanking the Lord and he's gone. And you don't just pray some and you don't just pray. You go after him. Get the attorneys. Uh, put a missing persons report on him. You have to not only know what it says to do or pray, but you have to do something too. I called two attorneys. I talked to his probation officer. I talked to his wife. We looked high and low for information about him, his social security number and all those different things. And uh, now the, his uh, probation officer is looking for him downtown L.A., looking, scouring all over the place for him to see if he just left. Just the devil talked to him or if some girl came in there and tempted him. So to love one another, that means uh, that we have to keep the commandments of the Lord in front of everybody so that they can see and to teach everybody what it means to love one another. It doesn't mean to kiss them and hug them or anything like that. It is to keep the commandments. Love is the keeping of God's commandments. And so we have to keep the commandments before the brethren so that they can see that we're really of the Lord. A lot of people think that you're supposed to be in the pulpit every uh, night. The Lord told me not to. There's assassins out there that would love to kill me, murder me. Many of them have tried, but the Lord always warned me. And so they're in there, and uh, I'm giving all the messages, and they're learning from me. But they need to uh, show love. They have to do what the Bible says. Not just read it and know what it says and not do anything. Not as Cain. You don't want to love your brother as Cain uh, loved Abel. He didn't love him. 
not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, the devil, and show his brother, and slew his brother, rather, and wherefore slew he him? Why did he slay him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Well, of course, the world is the exact opposite of us. Uh, the Bible says love not the world. People love baseball, basketball, football, racing cars, boxing, knocking people's brains out, skydiving and all this stuff. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, the Lord never called us to have that kind of fun. Those of us that are saved and washed in the blood, we have fun reading the word of God and serving the Lord. So it's no marvel. Think it not strange when all these fiery trials come upon you. Don't think of it as an unusual thing. <laughs> Ever since I've been saved, the whole media and everything has been after me. Before I was saved, man, the media loved me. They give me big write-ups in the L.A. Times and everywhere. When I got saved, the world hates me. Marvel not, my brethren, if, if the world hates you. The world doesn't hate you. Be afraid. All these, uh, it says, beware that people speak good of you. You know, because uh, all the people that the world loves, they talk about this world newscaster. Newscasters are of the devil because they are the mouth of Satan. But marvel not, my brethren, the brothers, the ones that are of the kingdom of heaven, if the world hate you, we know, verse 14, that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Well, that uh, Sanford says, well, I said, did you pray for him? Do you do that? Even he says, yeah, I prayed some. You know, this is our brother, if he is our brother. But I'm going to do what the Lord says, whether he is or not, because he was a brother or he was pretending to be one. And so I can't judge him as to whether he was or wasn't, because I couldn't tell whether he was or wasn't. He seemed to be a brethren. So we know that we have passed from death, going to hell, into the lake of fire, unto life, because we love the brethren, we prayed constantly for him to find out. Father, reveal unto us where he's at. Reveal unto us what he was supposed, where he was. Uh, the people in the church know to go in twos. Two brothers are to go with each other, and that day they didn't. And what happened? Boom! He's gone. And no one knows. Because the brethren at the church they call themselves brothers, didn't keep the rule of God. So how is God going to honor them by sweeping them up into the kingdom of God? He that loveth not his brother abideth in darkness, in death. So Sanford, you're already dead, according to the Bible. But of course I know you don't listen to the Lord. I told Sanford one day, 
the Lord told me to not let you ride the bike anymore. He said, well, how am I going to get my exercise? In other words, he didn't believe I was telling him the truth, I guess. Well, uh, I said, I'll buy you a stationary bike. Uh, and that's how I go back and forth to work. I said, oh, look, Sanford, do whatever you're going to do. The Lord told me that there's something terrible going to happen to you if you ride the bike. So no more than a day or two later, his wife called me up crying like crazy. Sanford's going to die. He's going to, I said, what happened? Well, he was riding his bike. And he hit a railroad track the wrong way, and it just dumped his face right straight into the ground, cut his nose off, busted all his teeth, and now there's five plates in his head, and he just narrowly made it. Well, uh, I'm going to have to stop here. So uh, I um, I loved him because I thought he was a brother. But uh, he doesn't... Uh, believe the Lord, the Lord says to obey those that have the rule of you. And it was no big deal for me to buy him a stationary bike. You get the same benefit out of it. But he just thought, I guess, that I'm, I'm not of the Lord or something like that. And doesn't it seem so? Yes, it does. Okay. So we have some letters. I'm going to stop here at verse 15 and we'll get on to that in the next message. Uh, where's the first letter from? From Suyana, Peru. Okay, what do they have to say? Translated from Spanish. World Pastor Tony Alamo, I read your website due to someone giving me a piece of your literature from your ministry. I was led astray. I was from the Prophecy Church, but now I want to be in your ministry. I know that you have a Tony Alamo Ministries here in Suyana. Will you please tell me the name of that pastor so that I can find him? I was the head of a gang here in this okay, city. Okay, you folks uh, in the mailroom, uh, get the name of the pastor and send it to him. Or uh, email it to him or fax it to him, whatever. Okay, then what? I was the head of a gang here in this city, but as I read your literature and got to the end, I said the prayer and repented of my evil ways. I realized that Jesus keeps on loving me. I want to be a distributor of your literature. Send me your literature so that I can give it to my friends and a Bible for me to read. Henry Suarez from Suyana, Peru. Okay, uh, you have another letter. Praise the Lord for you, brother. God bless you. It looks like God is really blessing you already. What else? He, he, he saved your soul. You're now a son of God. Then what? From Ghana, Africa. Dear Pastor Lamo, how is your ministries and church? I hope everybody is well. Words cannot explain the impact the Holy Spirit is having in the lives of those I gave your newsletters to. All, not some, have accepted our Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. The prayer at the back of every newsletter of yours is very powerful and has changed a lot of lives. I encourage them to write to you and give their own testimonies because I cannot explain them well one after the other. May God richly bless you for allowing us to know the truth, the light, and our position in Christ. Pastor Lamo, I really need your help. I need for distribution about 300 copies of your newsletters of different titles. I hope with this assistance our knowledge and understanding will increase in every area of the Word of God. May God richly bless you for all the assistance you've been giving us worldwide. I hope to hear from you soon, your son in Christ, Tete Annum from Akragana, Africa. Okay, well now we uh, are going to just finalize this message here with a little word on anger management. You need to manage your uh, anger to 
against Satan. The Bible says, be ye angry. Angry at Satan, because Satan is angry with the Lord and his people. And that's why they're name-calling us on TV and on radios and magazines and making jokes about the Lord, as they did just before the flood. Well, this is just before the fire, and so you want to... Uh, anger management, they want you to go to school to not be angry at Satan or the world government, but don't uh, fall for that one. That's another trick of the devil. All right, uh, it's time to pray now. Those of you that uh, haven't been born of God yet, uh, all you need to do is to begin by saying this prayer, to begin being born of God. Say this, say to the Lord, say to God right now, say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you, Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, have heard me. And I know that you, Jesus, Holy Father God, and um, Holy Spirit uh, have answered me. And I know that your word says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and I'm one of them. So I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just praise and thank the Lord and uh, raise your hands up and give the glory to him. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 719. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. All right, um... Now we're going to uh, play for you the life choir singing the life prayer song. And this is all conducted and written by H.B. Barnum. Uh, he's the head of the life choir. And he's the one that arranged and produced uh, the first song we played, uh, To God Be the Glory. This is the life choir, the life prayer song. <laughs> 